Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl and a Movie podcast with Adam, Lee and Josie, your hosts, taking an analysis of some beloved movies, both blockbuster and lackluster. Grab a bowl of popcorn and see if their collective score and analysis matches your views. It's time for Two Guys, a Girl and a Movie podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys, A Girl and A Movie Podcast. Make sure you follow us on all forms of social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Two Gag Pod. That is gag with two A's. Uh, my name's Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Salty Bitch. You are a salty <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Lee. You've been waiting for that one. I have been. I have been for a long time. Very, very good. Um, Josie was. Josie was not ready for that. Not ready for that at all. (laughs) Wow. Lee is a salty bitch because today we are taking a look at an Adam pick. And uh, the movie I've picked, uh, a long time coming, not just this genre, but the movie itself. We're taking a look at 1973's epically massive influential movie The Exorcist Um, it's a movie that some say might not need an introduction but I've got one for you anyway Um, a visiting actress in Washington DC notices dramatic and dangerous changes in the behaviour and physical makeup of her 12 year old daughter meanwhile a young priest at a nearby Georgetown University begins to doubt his faith while dealing with his mother's terminal sickness and the book ending the story is a frail elderly priest who recognises the necessity of a showdown with an old demonic enemy. Dun dun. Okay. Wow, that was a lot longer than I thought it would be. Because the short synopsis on IMDb doesn't actually tell enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> the yeah, short yeah. synopsis is horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it far surpasses the genre of horror. Uh, this movie's iconic in so many different ways. And I, when we started this pod, a little bit of a background, um, I told Lee, like originally I was going to do just a straight up horror movie podcast. Lee wanted to do this. Uh, Lee got his way. We compromised. <laughs> we compromised and we're doing what Lee wants. Um, and Get I said, your hand off it. And I said, that look we're gonna have to do horror movies in this because it's a movie podcast horror movies are movies and they are something that i really love and we're so far many many episodes into the podcast i finally wanted to choose one um i was kicking around doing uh this one or another movie and josie was kind of like well how about we save halloween for when it is halloween so i was like all right cool let's do exorcist and uh lee and josie aren't horror movie fans in the slightest and i kept referring to lee as being a salty bitch because he did not stop complaining mm-hmm. in the build-up to us recording this I'd episode I'd also like now. to point out... And look this, where we are. This is the second horror movie that we've done. Second. What's second, the first? The first one's right in the name. It's Rocky Horror Picture It's not Show. a horror movie. <laughs> you absolute twit. Okay, anyway, that was a synopsis of the film. It was released in 1973. Uh, it, was, uh, it was directed by um, uh, William Friedkin, who is a big name in the movie world. Um, are you a fan of The French Connection? Um, I've seen it now. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Okay, anyway, well, he won Best Director Academy Award for that. So uh, this was uh, a couple of years after that. So this movie isn't like, say, Halloween, as much as I love John Carpenter or whatever. It's a a slasher movie. You could could say it's a little bit trash or whatever. This is like a Hollywood masterpiece. They were not fucking around when they made this movie. They put a lot Mm -hmm. into this one. Uh, It's based on the novel by William Peter Blatty as well, which is a very well-known and um, uh, highly... um, um, uh, highly renowned novel at that. Uh, so this was a big deal when this movie came out and it 
absolutely went bonkers at the box office. Uh, huge movie, very influential going forward. Uh, so much so that I feel any movie since that has done a movie about like possession or exorcisms or people there's being so taken. Many, like spin-offs and prequels well, and sort of paves the way for like there's so many yeah, exorcisms. Well, okay, the movie led into a franchise too, which we can touch on later, but there's other movies like say if you looked up The Exorcist, you would see like The Exorcist of Emily Rose and the yeah, last Yeah, I had exorcism. to ask you which see, one yeah, we were doing. See, they're not exorcist movies. Okay. But because of this movie is why you've gotten these movies. Like they changed okay. the game. You were not getting regular movies about people being possessed by demons or anything prior to this. Um, it was uh, nominated and won Academy Awards. It, it was uh, a huge game changer. Very, very successful as well. It was also high budget for the time as well, it right? It certainly was, oh, was man. It? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the other thing that I'm saying. Like things like Halloween and even like other things around like the, I mean, Halloween's more late 70s, but around a similar time, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, very low budget. Well, one of the one of the things, and yeah, I look, I do know a little bit about it, right? But one of the standard processes for making movies as a, as a thing, I've heard that making horror movies as, as, a, as a thing is normally the cheapest way to go mm-hmm. okay. um, for special effects and whatnot. So with that being said, though, you know, one of the go-to standard, pro, uh, standard tropes almost is when you make a horror movie, it's almost low budget and you can get away with doing a lot for, for, not, a mu- for not much. Mm-hmm. But they and, just and pump on, the money into it. And on the other end of that, they tend to, because horror movies either have a really good following or they're great date movies, they usually make enough in return that if you chuck churn them out for date like a, movies yeah I yeah I cannot think of anything worse it's, you're different Josie you're going on the wrong kind of dates apparently <laughs> oh clearly well especially like in the 70s 80s and all that you know guys will take their girls to horror movies they get scared they cuddle up to the guy Ooh. what if the guy gets scared same goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch this with Mel? You would have been like cuddling up to your wife. I'm going to be honest with you. I actually fell asleep in the middle of it. I fall asleep during everything. So, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah. So, like you said, it was it was treated very differently. It was treated like a big budget Hollywood thing. I know also in the 70s, The Omen came out, which was another another similar sort of level type thing. Although, I pr- this is probably a bigger success. Um, probably through- probably. Better well known, I'd probably say. Oh yeah, without without a doubt. Um, quite funny because there is a, a prequel to the Omen coming out either late this year, early next year. But there's a a follow up to this movie that's meant to be coming out uh, later on this year as well. So it's going to continue to live on. But um, uh, so I chose this film because I absolutely love horror movies. Obsessed with them at a very young age and very much in these uh, ages that I am right now. But um, your relationship with this movie, uh, let's go with you, Josie. Me? Oh, great me. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't really have a relationship with it other than knowing that it existed and knowing, um, I think, watching the scary movies, like the parodies of scary movies kind of ruined this movie for me because I couldn't take it seriously due to watching scary movies so often and then making fun when of When you the say ex- scary movie, you mean the parody? Yeah, the, the, the parody, like the, the scary Wayans movie. Brothers, yeah, scary the, movie one, the two, three, scary four. movies, yeah. yeah. Um, making fun of the this this type of film. Um, that's the only little inkling of my connection to this film. But when you put it on, could you feel the difference because this is actually pretty intense? I could, but I would have flashbacks to watch the scary movies so would do. So you've almost been desensitized. Yeah, to I was it kind of numbed to yeah, it yeah, because yeah. I would have a good chuckle because I'd think back to like what they would do, and I'd be like, okay, it's not as as scary as I anticipated it to be, anticipated it to be. Um, and so then, <laughs> see what I did. There? Um, and so then it was a lot easier for me to watch. Yeah, okay. 
Right. Adam, you can you can kick it. You can go next. You okay. Give us your relationship. Um. Well, obviously, I was massively into horror movies, and like you said, it's something that people know about. People know The Exorcist, whether you like horror movies or not. Sure. It's it's very much out there movie. Um. So much so that this was the movie that at the time people did like vomit in theaters and people walked out of really it and stories of people fainting. Yeah. So that was a thing that happened when this movie came out back in the day. Nowadays, it's every couple of months someone will tag me on Facebook of some story like, oh, this new this new Netflix horror movie has people vomiting oh, and fainting. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, bullshit. It's because of the trope that this set. Um, and I remember being young, being obsessed with horror movies and watching just so many as much as I humanly possibly could. And I remember my mum of all people, bless her, telling me that this movie- Our number one fan. But yep. Yeah, she does listen to the show. Um, uh, Hi, Adam's mum. She, she's the one listener of this show. Um, she was telling me that this movie is like really scary and back of the day like scared the hell out of her. And I remember watching it when I was quite young. And whilst I didn't feel it held up to what the other things I was watching in like the late 80s, early 90s, it had this intensity about it that was different to the others because everything in this movie is treated so fucking real. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. And I don't mean real just because it's really well acted. It's got serious players in there, which obviously I don't. I got to respect more as I got older and got more familiar yeah. with with, um, with with cinema history as well. But it just has this really unique intensity about it, which is why it works so well and sets itself apart from someone else making, you know, exorcism movie number whatever. But I think I think the actual the, the big thing behind this movie wasn't so much about the scare factor. It was just more about the the suspense more than anything else. Oh, it's highly suspenseful. Yeah, it's it's, it's done really. It's a, a very well execute, executed movie and it's interesting because this year that we're currently in 2023 this movie is now 50 years old wow yep crazy yet it still holds up in many ways um but i watched it in probably the early 90s i would say and um yeah i remember thinking like wow this is pretty intense and there was certain things that are even more intense that i didn't pick up on at the time but we'll touch on that later uh oh yeah so I've never seen this before. Um, um, Colour me shocked. Shocked, right? <laughs> um, look, I, I'm going to say as uh, I'm going to roll with Josie and um, and agree with her. It's a very similar situation with me, except I have seen bits of it before. Um, I'm obviously familiar with the uh, the the head turning scene. I'm familiar with the, uh, the the actual possession scenes and with her in the bed and so on and so forth and the bed rocking, um, and obviously the actual exorcism at the end. I'm familiar with that too. Um, but it's obviously you know putting it into context and actually watching it from start to finish. Yeah. It's obviously a bit of a different kettle of fish. It's the first time that I've seen it. Um, you know, and we'll probably touch on this a little bit later, but as far as me actually breaking it down and going, oh my God, I need to go and watch this right now, it wasn't very Never high on there. my list. But you're um, not a horror movie fan in the slightest, are you? No, no look, it's, it's weird, right? Because, I mean, you say that, but I, I like movies in general, but as, as a genre, it's horror is not something that I find myself attached to on a regular basis. But with that being said, I have watched horror films before. Mm. So, you know, it's not necessarily that I, tra- I stray away from horror movies. I think it's just a safe assumption that I just like what I like. Uh, do, you, do you get what I mean? Look, I get exactly what you mean. I've, I've noticed as well because I, um, I'm on your Plex and <laughs> when it comes to Plex and people make requests for movies, I give you massive dumps of like 17 horror movies that I want you to put on there. Sure. The horror movies that you already have on there or the ones that you have are quite safe horror. Yeah. Well, I and guess... I and I'm not saying that to, to put you down. Is this a safe horror? Would you say this is a safe horror? No. Okay. Well, so this is the point that I'm making. Like, like This is a very abrasive movie. It's, it's, like, it's, it's not... I don't find myself going down... Like, and I go down some pretty dark rabbit holes, right? Like you guys know no. that I, I can go and watch... You? I watch some weird stuff and I watch some yeah. wacky stuff. You do. And I get there in Have weird, you finished MASH? 
Yes, I have. Okay, just joking. Uh, and I get that there. is a lot, man. Well uh, done. Well, I get there in weird and wacky ways, right? But you the do. point that I'm making is, is that like I don't. Je- it's it's rare that I ever find myself in a situation where I'm like you. Let's use westerns for argument's sake. Like I, mm. I'll watch a western movie, a spaghetti western. No, just a western, okay. just for argument's sake. And then go. I need to go and watch another western <laughs> because I've watched a western and so on and so forth. Like I don't go through a western binge. I.e., I don't go through a horror binge or a rom com yeah. binge. That's the point that I'm making. I fail to believe you don't go on rom-com binges. No, I go through Tom Hanks binges. And oh, it just okay. so, yeah, you it actually, just yeah, so yeah. happens that he he's goes, done a couple. He goes through Hallmark binges. Yeah, fair. Oh, my um, God. No, but the thing that I'm getting at, Lee, like horror is one of those very subjective genres that some people, like some people will, will watch an action movie here and there even if they don't love it. They'll yep. watch this or that here and there. Horror is one of those things love that people are it. just like, fuck no, get it away from me. Yep. Either it's just absolute trash, mind, you know, mind numbed just crap or just like it's gratuitous and, you know. I just see watching movies as a relaxing time. It's my time to just click off. Chill. Chill. Yeah. And horror, it just doesn't do that for me. I don't get to just chill but if you've listened to our podcast before we both we all know that um billy crystal and city slickers does yes it does but that's the thing i was um i was re-watching this uh, prior to the pod last night and and my girlfriend came around and we were just having mm. a chat it was fuck off lee um, <laughs> we were just having a chat and it was one of the regular scenes and as soon as it switched to one of the scenes of her in the bed straight away she's like no 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 you need to turn this off right now or we'll not be able to get this out of my head and i won't be able to sleep tonight whereas i was like you know like later on i was like okay cool i'm gonna watch the rest of this you know after you go home mm. and she's like you're gonna like go to sleep with the exorcist on i'm like yeah easy like yeah Done. it's just <laughs> so basically like what you're saying is you, for me. yeah yeah you're mildly cooked right basically yeah um i mean i look at, at horror movies similar to like I'm, I'm a big big fan of metal music and people view metal music in a very similar way that it's kind of like oh that's just trash and there's not there's no like artistic value to it when in 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 many aspects there is so much artistic creativity in it so where are the blurred lines for rob zombie for you uh as in like his movies and his music yeah so given the fact that he's got feet in both camps some's better than others yeah yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) some of his movies are good some are really shit some of his music's good some of it's really shit Um, but anyway be that as it may um, this is one movie that uh, people often list as like the the best horror movie of all time oh Um, yeah no legit if you you see like especially critics like you know high class critics or whatever they will note this is the best horror movie of all time it's usually stuff like this stuff like Jaws you know what I mean Um, would you classify Jaws as a horror movie I'm often thriller I mean it's it's I'm often torn but you kind of you kind of got to give it to it it follows the trope it does it's, like, a, it's but essentially but it's a, a slasher movie except the the killer is a shark yeah but that's what i'm saying but it's not a horror movie though so this is the point that i'm making before you about you asking me about watching horror movies i've yeah. seen jaws and i've watched it several times i think it's a great film it's the greatest film but ever made. You know, I, would, I don't I watch it because it as a horror yeah, well, so that's my point. This is exactly my point, right? But if you mm. are classifying it as a horror movie, then I've seen it. But there's mm. certain things that, that blur lines, and Jaws is one of those. This blurred doesn't blur. Lines. Every time you do it, I just get blurred lines in my head. Okay. Um, <laughs> Adam's just totally lost his train yeah, of thought now. Yeah, I'm so sorry. No, Robin like, Jaws is that good a fucking movie. It blur- it, it supersedes the genre. He whereas- just avoided saying it just then. <laughs> so I would have seen. This movie personifies the genre. Okay. Okay, you get what I'm saying? 
I don't think I've ever seen you this animated about a uh, about a uh, review before. Because this is me flying the flag. For we what haven't I even got to in. cast. Like, we have not. And you know what? You know what? I mean, I, I don't think well, we just want to stipulate this early, right, Josie? You've done one before, mm-hmm. uh, Adam. I don't think you've done it, and I know I haven't. We haven't. Josie's the only person that's given a perfect five outside of Sally as well, obviously. Um, but I know that you've given a perfect five, Adam. You haven't given a perfect five before, right? He's been close. He's been close, but he hasn't done it. Do you reckon we might see the first first perfect five? Maybe. 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 (laughs) With that being said, let's get into casting. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, But anyway, just wanted to to throw back to your intro is that whilst Lee was complaining about having to watch a horror movie, because you did tell me that shit like this plays on your mind and you don't like it because of that. Yeah, it's fair. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But the fact that you complained more than Josie did about having to watch this movie, I was calling you a salty bitch. And that's why I introduced myself as Salty Bitch. I just wanted to let the listeners know. <laughs> and I'm still Josie, so I'm still Here Salty Bitch. <laughs> yeah, you are. All right. So we look at five categories here, which get our score out of five. And we note each category as being voted either a zero, a 0.5, or a full one. Uh, basic casting. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Please do. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I was talking to Adam the other night about this. I was I looked on IMDb when I was watching it and I was quite surprised that I did not know one of the one. actors. One? You didn't know any of them? I didn't know any of them. Interesting. Okay. Very yeah. surprising. Yeah, Adam was very heartbroken as well. Um, but to their credit, they 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 were quite – I really liked um, – is, is it Father Karras? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think he was really good. Um, the mother was all right um, and the daughter for how young she was, you know, she went through a lot of stuff and – she did well for Linda well, Blair. I, I guarantee Father Merrin, the, the older priest. Yeah, you're trying to explain yeah, you, this to you me. You would have seen him. In, he has done everything, has and he's he though? yeah, yeah. He so has. I've written down a couple of things for. <laughs> I've written down a couple of things that Max. Uh, Marvin, sorry, Max, sorry. What did you score? Uh, a point five. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Max Van Sitto has done. Uh, he was in Flash Gordon, the original TV Flash, show. Uh, uh, no, my, it was the Flash Gordon, the 80s movie. They're very comical. Was it, oh, was it the, yeah, the he, 80s movie? He's, right? he's Ming, the Merciless. Oh, um, yeah, of another course, movie yeah. I was obsessed with as a kid. Uh, he was in Minority Report more recently, Jubs. Uh, he was in Robin Hood, the one with um, Russell Crowe. No, haven't seen it. Okay. I love Robin Hood, but he's I He's also seen in it. Star Wars Force Awakens, which is big pop. Yeah. Massive pop. He should have had a bigger part. Yeah, I think it was just more for the fact that it was a cameo more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he played Jesus in The Greatest Story Ever Told. Okay. Yeah, so see, he, I'm he looking Jesus. through... Oh, I've seen Shutter Island. But other than that, he I'm is like, an icon mm. of, of, of cinema. cinema? Yeah. Um, he was in Game of Thrones as well. Yes, um, he was. I totally forgot about Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Max von Sydow is, is just a phenomenon. And everything you see him in, he is just tremendous. But he's also, you know, like a lot of people sort of look at him and go, oh, he's that guy, he's that guy but you don't actually know who he is. Yeah. Oh, he was in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Was he? The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, okay, that's why. I was just trying to pick of, uh, out of all of the Indiana Jones characters. I'm like, hang on, wait a minute. Flickering through. Anyway, so anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, for not knowing any of the actors and it being the early 70s, I feel they did a very good job. I wasn't like blown away by yeah, them yeah. and I was like, oh my God, Oscars. Well, regardless of who the cast is, how did they perform? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm kind of, I was kind of happy that I didn't know any of them because it was a blank slate for me to... And it was about 0.5? 
Yeah, and it was a point five. I mean, like, it's it's a lot of really good actors, but they're also very good actors that were big at that time, and a lot of them are sort of middle aged to later age as well, mm-hmm. which is one of those things that they're not regular ca- like regular character actors that we would know now. Let alone at seventy in nineteen seventy three, they were probably very, a lot more prominent mm-hmm. in the uh, in the regular sort of movie going world. But yeah, I feel you. The pr- um, father Karis reminded me so much of um, the young actor that's in um, Euphoria. What's his name? Jacob L- Trembley. Jacob Elordi El- El- or something. No. He's Australian, but he looks, if you put him up, you'll be like, mm, looks like a young father. Uh, father Karras yeah. is played by a guy called Jason Miller, who was actually a playwright. Uh, he wasn't oh. wasn't a massive actor, and this one really Well, he did very well him. for oh, he's not fantastic being a- in this. Well, you yeah. got an Oscar nom for it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Lee, continue. You did Max von Cedar, who's a legend. Uh, yeah, Ellen Burstein, obviously huge. Um, she was in When a Man Loves a Woman, Red well, Dragon, yeah. The Wickerman, just to n- name a few. Requiem for a Dream. That's the big one I was saving to the end. Brother. Uh, mate, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Do you my, want me to tap out for a bit? My heart breaks for her every time I watch that movie. That's a hectic movie. It is. And you know what? It's interesting, actually, because I know that you're talking about, obviously, the psychological, the potential psychological impact that The Exorcist can, can have, right? Yeah. The Requiem for a Dream hit me harder than The Exorcist did. Hands mm-hmm. down. Without, 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 without even, th- without I mean, even blinking. You also got to keep in mind it's 30 years later. And True. And they're also playing with different things. Like, yeah, it's a different theme, right? Yeah, it's a different yeah. theme. And look, obviously, it's... Com- but no, Requiem for a Dream is full on, man. It's comparative supernatural versus actual real life. That's the that's, thing. That's also yeah, another yeah. thing as well, right? But, but her, her story within that movie is just heartbreaking. I, I'd love to do Requiem for a Dream, just putting my hand Dude, up. Dude, I'm just, down. I have no idea what we're talking oh, about. Josie, that movie you, will you, wreck you. You are going to need a blanket and a good cuddle afterwards. Like, it is such a... Any dip- offers? It, is it, no, Anyone? No, you're on your Anyone own. Anyone at all? Uh, hit, no? up, hit up okay. Tess. Salzburg. Yeah, message Tess again and ask her what she's doing. Get your sister. On the phone, uh, and last but not least, obviously Le- uh, Linda Blair, right? Um, we obviously played um, uh, Reagan, the young girl. Yeah, the young girl. Yeah. Um, so I was I was doing a little bit of homework. I got some weird fun facts about her. You always um, do. But as it's funny actually, for I was going through the the IMDb list of the stuff that she went and did later, and I just couldn't think, I couldn't find anything. You know that she was in nine episodes of the S Club Seven TV show. Oh my god, I used to love oh, that wow. show. She was in that. It was on Nickelodeon. She was on that. She also did a lot of horror movies after this. Funnily enough, yeah. Um, like, like sort of like uh, wow, tra- a- trashy ones and stuff like that. Like she posed in Playboy and things like well, that. Well, she returned uh, obviously for the uh, for the Exorcist two. Exorcist two is dreadfully bad. Um, okay, I guess Shame. also a shout out to I was also meant to throw out there Jason Miller, Father Karras, the, the famous playwright. Uh, he returned for Exorcist three. Yep, as Exorcist, X. Exorcist three is actually really bloody good. Unlike the second one, he's in a movie called The Ninth Configuration, which is directed by William Peter Blatty, who wrote The Exorcist. Yep. but he's also in Rudy. You've seen Rudy. Have I? I don't know. Have you? No. Rudy, no. the Gridiron movie with Sean Astin. The the no no. Oh man, I thought they'd be right up your alley. Anyway, is that is that a sport movie? It really is a sport or, movie. Or is that a movie about a movie? No, it's sport, a it's it? a sports movie, buddy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, uh, Lee J. Cobb's in there as well. So pretty decent cast. I've only gone zero point five though. Yeah, got a point five from me as well. Big pops for Alan Bernstein and Max Vincito for, 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 for obvious reasons, right? Uh, Alan Bernstein's coming back for this. This this new one that they're releasing, it's going to become a trilogy. It's set after the first movie, but now. Yeah, so I, I read that, that this, she was coming back. Is she mm. playing the same character? Yes, she's playing the mum. And is, is Linda Blair coming back? Not that I know of, but I reckon she'll come back in one of the, because it's going to be a trilogy. Yeah, she'll uh, come back in the second or third, I reckon. Right, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, is Jason oh, Miller coming back? Not that I know of, but if they do. Oh, also, um, William O'Malley, who plays the priest in this as well. Obviously, we go all out spoilers. You know, the one that comes up at the end and, and gives the last rites? Mm. Yes. Actual priest. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. 
There you go. Little, that's a cute little fun fact early in the yeah, like not like not really an actor at all, just a, just an actual wow, legit really priest. Yeah. Just grabbing just anyone off the, the church streets, around aren't the corner. They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yep, you'll do. Uh, basic plot and story. Who wants to go? Uh, you could go, Adam. This is your barbecue. All right, I've gone for basic plot and story. Uh, Zero point five, much to the surprise of you all, I'm sure. I feel the story is fairly straightforward, even though it wasn't as common at the time. It's been done to death since, because now it's just like I would have. We had the Pope's exorcism like earlier on. This yeah, year so with everything. Russell but to clarify, we're talking about it at the time, not what's. No, you can't really compare about what's been done since. Exactly, then, though, right? and and I will continue. So it's a crisis of faith movie and overcoming the uh, battle against evil more so. I think anyway and the, the thing that is really good is that this movie is um less about the story and more about the execution and how it's done like it's really lame these days it's like you know it's, it's like the vibe you know what i mean but the vibe of this movie <laughs> i'm loving the vibe is off the fucking chart i just like, got a hardcore castle uh, castle flashbacks just then <laughs> yeah um but you know the style the style of the movie the visceral like raw depiction is what makes it so chilling and i also love one thing that i really love about this movie that i think goes under the radar because people talk about the some of the gratuity of it is that i love the realistic approach about it like the start of this movie what are they doing they're going with science there's a medical approach okay what's wrong with my daughter they give her a fucking spinal tap and like getting an electrical and and i will say from the start the most harrowing the hardest scenes for me to watch in this movie are the medical stuff happening to the little girl mm-hmm. and the stuff with father Karras and his mother like oh, yeah, over so any of the like the vomiting and the profanity and all that, but seeing the little girl get like a needle in her throat and stuff, just old oh, dude, oh, uh, hectic. And the blood just but the fact is that you know they're going with science and oh, okay, like psychological, like you know, getting a psychologist. They are uh, they try hypnotism things like that. Everything's treated realistically, and it's so fucking good. And that's what makes this sort of story a lot better than a lot of the other ones. Like oh, you know, character B is possessed by a devil, and we got to bring in priest number Z to do this shit we've seen before. Um, it was very much a, uh, a standard bearer and, and a pioneer and all that, but I'm going point five because it's a pretty pretty straightforward sort of story, I yep. think. Hmm. Fair enough. You want me? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I also gave it a point five. Um, I thought it was a bit too long, um, but it was better than I expected. I, I came in with very low hopes. Um, and well, it's not your jam, right? It's not my jam at all. Um, but the first 10 minutes, I was so confused. I uh, didn't yeah. know if I put on the correct movie. Are you talking about when they're in the desert? Yeah. I like, I was like, has Lee screwed up here with Plex and put the wrong like movie on? Because for the first 10 minutes, I was like, uh, what's going on? I feel like that was not necessary. No, nah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Why? Because when Father Marin comes back at the end and you see the idol of the demon, it all goes back to what he's been like studying in all his career. You see him, you know when they dig up the fossil at the start? Yeah, I just feel like it's not necessary. That's just me. That's just that's just my uh, my opinion. I feel it's very my necessary. Personal opinion. Uh, don't get me wrong, it probably goes longer than it needs to, but I feel it's important. I, I paused and checked and it was like 10 minutes and I was like... What? I reckon they could have maybe started with Reagan and her mum and then gone to him and then gone, like, kind of yeah. pieced that 10 minutes in for the first half hour here and there. Because, yeah, that first 10 minutes, I was like, this is not what it is. Yeah, I'm watching was, the wrong movie. Yeah, I was like, Am I I, will did say I accidentally though, put the mummy on or something instead? Or? <laughs> the mummy. In its defense, and don't get me wrong, whilst I'm, I'm harping on about this and it is a great movie, this isn't, in, this isn't like my favorite horror movie of all time. 
I don't think this would even be in my top five. Oh, wow. I really enjoy it and think it's a masterpiece and it's a very important movie, but it's not one that I'm like, you know, yeah. stomping up and down like this is the fucking best thing I've ever seen. But I will say that movies were made differently back then as well. That's yes. true. And this is very much a product of its time, but I feel the way movies were made back then, those sorts of opening scenes, like people had patience then. Very slow burn type movies. Yeah, nowadays sure. I, I always make the joke and say it's the ADD generation of filmmaking yes. where like, you know, Fast, Fast and the Furious, you've got a, a car crash an explosion in the first minute and a half. Well, what is it? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the opening scene where Groot's like dancing exactly. and there's all those explosions yeah. in the background. Perfect example. The only problem is even that was probably maybe five years ago, whereas now every movie seems to go like two hours and three quarters because yeah. no prick seems to know how to edit in What's Hollywood up, anymore. Oppenheimer's the new three movie is like three yeah. hours and something. I don't yeah. think I could handle watching a movie for that long. You and I went and saw Avatar 2. That yeah, went, but that, that was so pretty. It went for over three hours though. But it was pretty. It felt like over three hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, sorry, sorry. Anyway, it's a lot so, of Sam Worthington, um, right? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a point five because um, as Adam keeps saying, it was first of its kind. Like it has opened up such a gateway for many, many movies and I can see where they're coming from and how and why it has created such a big... Did you find it intense? Did you no. Did you feel the tension and the... no. Interesting, okay. As I said, I, I think it's because I've watched the scary movies many times and it's, ruined and it it's, it's, it's numbed it for me. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Lily? Um, look, I'm going to echo the same. It's it's a similar a similar situation for me. I'm going to give it a 0.5 as well. Um, look, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um, the, the, the concept behind the actual storyline, um, it depends on which way you're looking at it. If you're looking at it, obviously, from a uh, – from, um, you know, the, the – the, the, the demon obviously taking over the child aspect, then, you know, it's, it's a trope, it's been done. Um, but, you know, if you're talking, you, sort of dig, you dig a little bit deeper and you look at the, the psychological issues behind, or the issues behind, um, you know, Father Karras and his mother, and as you said, obviously, and, uh, you know, the, the, the relationship between the daughter and the uh, the daughter and the mother, again, they're different, they're different kinds of, uh, it's a different kind of movie, right? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it gets a point five. It's an okay, it was okay. Like, I'm not going to... There wasn't a whole lot to it. I mean, you know, you asked Josie before about, you know, did you get the uh, the the tempo right, or you know, did you what did you say the the, uh, the intensity? Did, the you, intensity. did you feel the intensity in? No, no, no. Okay, interesting. And whether or not I missed a beat for it or not, and you know, and it just never picked it up, or I, it just I feel back in, back. That sounds so cliche. Back in the day, um, the flashing of the the demon faces like throughout. I think that would have got people, but I think because I'm so used to that being such well, a, com a common thing yeah, now that you're like, yeah. oh, look, there's a- It's become a, a trope. Whereas back then I could I could tell that, you know, pe well, I could feel that people would go, oh my God, like, did you see that? Like, or did I just see that? You know? So you being worried about horror movies playing on your mind, Lee, and sort of, I guess, affecting you when you're trying to like go to sleep at night or anything, none of that from this? No, I fell asleep okay. during the movie. Yeah, but that- I've fallen asleep at bloody, you know. No, but you're asking me the question yeah, yeah, about no, no, whether, no. whether it's going to impact me yeah. falling asleep. The okay. answer is no, because I fell asleep. Okay, fair, fair. But you did watch it all, right? Sure. <laughs> of course I watched it all. All right, all right. Um, okay, up to three notable scenes. Yeah, I'm going to say notable. I'm not going to say they're yeah, the like best the scenes, best scenes yes. but the most memorable. There are many scenes of note and yeah. memory. There are scenes that, like I said, say what you want about the movie. There are scenes that you see in this movie that you will not forget. So I was saying to Adam the other night, I like this movie was not what I was expecting at all, especially yeah. for the 1970s. Yep. It is brutal as fuck. I the the first time they dropped the c word, I had to record uh, rewind it three times. Nice to make sure <laughs> that I was hearing it correctly. To then put the subtitles on to be like, no, like I must be hearing it wrong. To then be like, oh no, they 
Yep. Yep. They say it. Yep, they go that's, there. That's fair. There would have been a lot of shock value behind that back then. Oh, like I'm shocked now. Um, apparently, Max von Sydow like forgot his lines in some of the scene, like one of the scenes when he first heard her like saying this. Yeah, stuff. makes sense. But this but, is like a very well-trained actor as well that kind of got thrown off here in this little girl but yeah, dropping these bombs. That that has to be one of the most memorable scenes for me is that doctor scene when the C bomb is dropped for the first time. So that that okay. for, that for me, as far as as far as notable standout scenes concerned, like jaw-dropping thing, was when she came downstairs and pissed herself. Oh yeah. That's oh, that's it. that's yeah. The early on one because it goes. The first thing you see is that she's using a Ouija board, and yeah, then yeah, the yeah. first yeah. sign of her being something's different is when she does the uh, does the, the the piddle on the rug like that. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's it's just like it's just so randomized, and obviously they're all standing around having a bit of a dinner party, yeah. right? And then she walks out and like, are you okay? And she's just looking around and just staring at them, and all of a sudden she just starts oh. she just starts going, and you're like, it's just so mortified. <laughs> like what? Okay. Yeah, okay, that, I mean, that's one jaw-dropping moment. I, I I think Josie was being a bit coy with her description of the scene that she was talking about. Uh, the crucifixion scene where she's, um, she's uh, I'm trying to think of a polite way to say it. She's, um, I guess- Ple- Pleasuring? Forcefully masturbating with a crucifix. <laughs> was it you just telling me what, what you thought yeah, she was when, doing? Yeah, when I watched this scene for the first time when I was a kid, so I was probably maybe nine or ten years old when I first saw this, Right, the look on Lee's face just completely changed. Yeah, I was nine or ten watching at the time. I thought she was stabbing herself in the leg. Um, it wasn't. Isn't that so blissfully innocent? It is, and because I remember my mum walking past me, going, "Oh, I just can't stand this scene." Because like my mum hates horror movies and, and gross shit. I was like, Bless her. "Yeah, I was like, oh, good one, mum." Just thinking she's stabbing her legs, and I thought it was more about you know, like, let Jesus fuck me, fuck you, you know, all the swearing yeah, yeah. and stuff. And um, yeah, no, that that scene where she's going at it, and the one thing that because I hadn't seen this movie in a long time is the fact that she grabs her mother's head. That is my next one, and, and, and just smushes it and in, and says, "Lick me, lick as me." Well. This, what? This is the intensity. I'm talking about like it's it's full on like this this movie's not taking any prisoners uh, yeah the like what yeah i mean like i said as well when it comes to scenes the medical scenes make me cringe more than like the the crazy gratuitous vomiting Mm. demon shit but um that that scene like i said it's not really a good scene but it's most certainly a standard one you'll never forget oh for sure like it's drilled in my head now <laughs> like when people say a movie or a scene in a movie shocking i feel that it's very much an overused term but this is one that can certainly shock yeah, they're people yeah they're shocked i get yeah. it yeah definitely definitely um the second one i've got as well is when the demon starts impersonating father Karras's mum yeah you know like her voice starts coming out that, that would have been so like full on. I'm just like that. That just sort of like from a I guess a psychological point. It, like it's just heartbreaking. And it gets the feels mm. of just how like emotionally manipulative it is. And this demon obviously knows what's happened with him, how he's feeling, what yes. happened with his mum, and the fact that he uses her voice against him. I'm just like if you if you were in his shoes or whatever, that would just be like the most heartbreaking. So, and like, oof. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen um, three right obviously, mm. um, but we know that obviously Jason uh, Jason Miller comes back as Patient X for number three. Yep. Does he come back uh, as a, as a reincarnation of himself or is it just another character? Kind of. No, no, no. It's it's kind of him. So there's a <laughs> it's it's really it's a little convoluted. Um, but there's so the realism kind of slowly. Yeah, it's not as away. it's not as grounded in reality, but there's like a serial killer very similar to the Zodiac killer. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out that it's a person possessed by the demon, but he also takes the form of Father Karras. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, Brad Dourif plays the um. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's big. Yeah, uh, Exodus Three is really good. Um, William Peter Blatty wrote the story and didn't want it to be called Exodus Three. It's meant to be called Legion. Um, but the um. 
the movie company insisted that it, for it to be made and for them to green light it and, and, and fund it, it had to be called Exorcist 3 and it had to have an exorcism scene in it. Purely, oh. just, just purely because of the uh, just purely because of the cash grab. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Cash money. Uh, another scene, Joyce? Um, it's a very, it's probably like three seconds, but I had a really good chuckle. Like my one real chuckle rather than like shocked chuckle is the vandalism of the statue in the, in the church. Like they've, they've put like boobs and stuff on it. I have a good <laughs> immature like little chuckle. <laughs> Again, I just wasn't expecting it. And I was, I was like, I appreciate the little like, <laughs> but uh, on that note, <laughs> um, a priest that like smokes drinks. Yeah. Like, okay. First of all, everyone smoked. But like no, it was the seventies. Everyone smoked. You got to keep in mind it wasn't until like maybe the nineties that ashtrays weren't in shopping centers. The drinking, the drinking thing is a is a big thing though. Yeah, the drinking is, but every, as far as like cigarette smoking wasn't seen like you know like oh there was, everyone just smoked. It was back, just in, what the, back in the day. Once upon a time, especially when Adam was born, um, they used <laughs> they used to give cigarettes out to people that, like doctors would give cigarettes out to to cure like headaches and stuff. What? Yeah. Oh my god. I think I think it was like in the fifties or whatever. They used to give ecstasy to like as like marriage counseling. That's insane. Party. Yeah. I mean, Get lit. look. Anyway. Like, um, yeah. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> so just, I know that was just, a really just, immature and just, not notable at all, but I'm throwing it out there. I had a good chuckle. Draw tits on something in Josie's <laughs> in. Uh, <laughs> you got any others, Lee? Uh, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm going to reiterate. Josie mentioned it before, but I'm going to bring it up again. Basically, obviously, um, Reagan dropping the C word before is obviously mm-hmm. big, but Basically, any time that she she converts and starts just swearing her box off, it's yeah. such a flip. It's such so a good massive, though, right? Such a massive flip. But it's sort of like you're talking about Crazy. that shock value. I mean, there is mm. there is definitely shock. Surely value she would it. have had to um, sign something or her parents to allow her. I, I don't know Do how. I, I don't know how how deep you've dived into so fun facts about um. I've Linda, got absolutely zero. Linda Blair, but you're going to learn some things about her this afternoon, yeah. and okay. it's going to. Also, throw you she off. she said all the dialogue. It's not her voice, but she said it all. Well, that, well that's what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. for someone so young in the seventies to have yeah. that script, like yeah, she well, would have had to get permission, surely, from her parents. Uh, I mean, or they would have read, they would have read the script before they signed up for yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it gets your attention, put it that way. Definitely gets the attention. Um, I also have the exorcism itself. Uh, it's super I intense. You would. Yeah, <laughs> it's edge of your seat kind of stuff in the best and worst kind of ways. Um, it's just <laughs> like super intense, and I also like that um, that point in the middle where they're like, "All right, let's let's have a bit of a rest, and we'll come back." And they like take five and like you know go have a smoke and like sort of gather themselves. I was kind of like, "That's that's kind of cool" because you don't see that in movies now. Punch, punch a dart while you're yeah, right. exactly <laughs> right. But like you know, it's it's that realism because nowadays obviously everything is made in this this like Hollywood engine. You know what I mean? And it's like they they overdo it, mm. whereas uh, it's like some of the subtleties and that. And I also just think that the exorcism leading into the way how it ends is just so. Well done. Well, the exorcists probably couldn't afford Vin Diesel back then, so they uh, <laughs> just imagine him family going kills well, a demon right. yeah, <laughs> with his um, necklace with the cross on it. That's that's uh, that's, that's uh, way better than God, right? The power of family would get <laughs> would compel power. and, and power. coronas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like flip, flashing the word corona. <laughs> oh boy! What's his name? Mister Hand comes in eating his little chips like the body of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Uh, anyway, moving on. Anyway. Oh god! 
the car driving out the end and Wiz Khalifa starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I went one for the notable scenes. How about you guys? Uh, point five for me. Point five for me. Oh, brutal. You guys are killing me. Um, Love you. <laughs> they are very notable. Um, appeal. Mine might be obvious, so we'll go Lee. Uh, it's a zero for me. For okay. obvious reasons. Um, it's not the kind of movie that appeals to me. Look, I get what you're talking about. I watched it in, in its entirety. Mm-hmm. I've seen it now. I've checked it off my list. Um, I don't think I'll watch it again um, unless something else happens. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, not the, it's not the movie for me. It's not something that I'm going to rave home about. I mean, yeah, whatever. Have you seen any other, like, demon-possessive type movies? Yes, I have. Such as? Um, Angels and Demons. I haven't seen that. Neither. I just wanted to see if you had. Um, straight off the bat, the first thing that comes to mind is End of Days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just straight off the top of my head. And you would have watched that because it's Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I, I saw uh, it But yeah, yeah, like, you know, that's the, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Um, obviously, I've seen Scary Movie. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't count. So, Are you hang sure? Hang on, hang on. There's, there's, there's exorcism in that. There is. Mm. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I have seen a couple of them. Um, it's obviously not a not a, uh, a genre that I find myself obviously going back to on a regular basis, but okay. yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Oh my god, that's what I've written in my notes. Not my cup of tea. Look at us go. We're on the same wavelength again. Totally jobs. cute. Fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> what did you score, Josie? Uh, unfortunately, I'm also a zero. I went in open minded. Um, horror is not for me at all, but I watched it. As I said, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would, but it's just still. Not my type of thing. What did you enjoy about it, Josie? I, I wouldn't say that I, I uh, my wording was wrong. It's I appreciated it. Is okay. that is that better? I, I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it, but I appreciated the artistic way of it. You didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't. I, I wasn't forcing myself to like. It didn't take me six goes to watch it. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like I was able to watch it, I think in all the way through. All the way through, um, I had to stop it and go somewhere, but then I, I was able to come back and finish it off and not be like, oh. And it wasn't a slog. Yeah. So, so basically, the the quality of acting, story, and and like production of the movie was enough to keep. I, you engaged. I preferred it wasn't full horror, like yeah. like gruesome or and gore fest. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. It, it actually had a bit more of a story than a normal horror. Yep. Movie would because I think if we watch Halloween like I originally planned to, mm. I think you guys would like that a lot less than this. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of more gruesome to it. Uh, no, Halloween's actually not that gruesome. It's more so just standard kind of like horror slasher sort of standard fare. Mm. Even though I fucking love that movie so much, yeah, I can also see it for what it is. Uh, obviously, being very conscious of you know the different levels of horror or whatever. But um, yeah, this is like I said, this is more than just your cookie cutter horror movie, especially when there's like schlocky trash out there. This was a massive Hollywood production treated like yes. top tier. They got an Academy Award winning director to make this, but um, that's good to know. It's, it's very. I always like hearing from people where it isn't their jam what they think of this sort of <laughs> shit. Um, because you know people like me who who do love it will always have obviously different sort of uh, reactions. Yeah. Um, I've got on a one for the appeal. No. <laughs> what? Oh Who's my shocked? God. I need to sit down. Right. Um, I love horror and I have ever since a very young age and I believe it comes from my obsession with the movie Jaws from a 
way too young age. Um, <laughs> Which isn't a horror movie we've established. Yeah, not I horror. I mean, but it is, but it isn't. I'm going more thriller. Yeah, look, see, and that's where things get blurry. Yeah. Because there's a whole silence of the lambs. People I'm often, so hard not to say it. People, I didn't say the other word, <laughs> you though. You do, yeah, um, yeah. People often debate about silence of the lambs. Is that a thriller or is it a horror? And the whole thing was it's essentially a horror movie, but they kept saying it was a thriller, same as like Misery, just for the fact of it getting nominated for Academy Awards because horror is a dirty word. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nobody. Anyway. Silence anyway, um, of the Lambs is a great film. It's incredible. It's I creepiest. haven't seen it. Fuck. You've never seen Silence of the Lambs? I know it's got the butterfly. Is that it? Is that uh, the right one? Uh, yeah. That's the, that's the poster. Yeah, that's, the poster with the... Yeah, but that's... That's all I know. Oh my. Yeah, you need to watch it. It's, it's a like phenomenal movie. Good like to know. we're talking a ten out of ten movie. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't go that far. Take it easy. Would we say uh, a right. five out of five? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, I wrote that. Uh, yeah, I was, I've been a massive fan of horror since I was very young, and this one is possibly one of the most well-renowned horror movies uh, in, in in the history of movies. As the goat, you would um, say. Yeah, it's it's oftenly the most celebrated, talked about, and well-known horror movie of all time. Uh, people like know it off the top of that. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you know what it is and what it represents. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day, it still gets mentioned in the conversation of the best ever. Even this remake that's happening, like the fact that it's 50 years later and it's still impactful. Not just the fact of them capitalizing on it monetarily by making another movie just because fucking go dollars, but um. Um, yeah, it's still impactful the fact that people still have these reactions to it 50 years later. I think mm-hmm. it's a, a, just a humongous tip of the hat and, and, and a, a huge accomplishment. And the final one is the ending, the finale, the climax. Do they stick the landing on this movie? Lily? For me, it's a no. Really? Yeah, and the reason why is I saw it coming. That he was going to sacrifice himself. Yeah. Whether or not it's me being desensitised to the standard... Okay. Uh, the standard or, you know, it's it's almost cliche to the point where it's almost cliche. Well, it's a cliche because of this. I thought, yeah. And, you know, I can't, I can't judge that because obviously I've never seen it before. Oh, definitely, yeah. Seen it, you know, I've seen it now for the first time. But I saw it coming. Okay. And it, I think the thing that annoys me the more, more about it is the fact that it took too long to get there. Yeah. And when it finally did get there, I'm like, well, yeah, that's what I expected to happen anyway. Hmm. So you scored it a... It's um zero for me. Okay. Jobs. Hello. Um, <laughs> I scored at a 0.5. I feel I'm very similar to Lee that I saw it coming and I feel like they just like missed the mark of it. Like I I, I thought they did the exorcism really well and yeah. like it was amazing. But then like at the end how they had the conversation between the detective and the, the priest ending it, I was like – that's not needed. Like, yeah. I feel like they should have they should have cut it off earlier. Like, the exorcism, bam, done type of thing. Whereas, they, you know, then the priest fell out of the window and then, you know, they talked... I mean, the priest falling out of the window was kind of, uh, kind of important, Josie. I, I, <laughs> let me finish. But, like... Hang on, you're trashing on one of his favourite movies. I know. Just be careful about this, right? Jesus. Um, but... Yeah, like they, it, it was good, but they, there was just some like I feel like the timing was off or something there that I I could have, yeah. Yeah, the window scene was important, but the rest but then, of it after it wasn't, yeah, wasn't necessary. Or are you talking more like when they do have the break and then he comes back and Father Marin has actually like passed and he. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they could have cut it there or. No, like them leaving the house for argument's sake. That's what you're talking about. Like, yeah, um, like the mother and the daughter leaving the house. Yeah, they, it just 
went for too long. There was bits that weren't needed. The actual exorcism itself was was great and amazing for its time, and it was like really hitting the mark there. But yeah, the timing was off. And with the actual also, ending. Josie's also losing at points immediately because it took a hundred hours to get through the desert scene. Oh, that <laughs> desert scene! I can tell you. Gone. Cut. Josie watched an entire different movie when yeah. she when yeah. that was playing. Yeah. Brendan yeah. Fraser came on and I was yeah. like, what is happening here? Yeah. City slickers. <laughs> just like going to a cattle ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't like the 10 minutes in the desert, but I watch 15 minutes of the opening credits of City Slickers. Yeah. Oh, I like I do not miss the uh, like 15 minute opening scenes of older movies that are credits for days. I don't mind movies that actually build. I feel it's becoming I'm, a lost I'm for art. that, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Now, anyway, anyway, that's fair enough. I've gone the uh, the finale and the climax of the movie, a, a big one, because I, no. I think the ending, no, the, I think the ending, and I will like, explain my reasons, is amazing. Like, it's horrific, okay? It's fucking sad. It is incredibly bleak. You have to admit that. I mean, the little girl actually lives through this, which, <laughs> Jesus Christ, good luck with the rest yeah, of your life. Yeah, she looks like death. But yeah, but everyone. But they actually said specifically she doesn't remember anything anyway. Awesome, but still, um, the father overcomes his own crisis of faith by sacrificing himself to save the little girl for the greater mm-hmm. good, which I think is just absolutely fantastic. The way as well, like because earlier on in the movie, you find out that the guy that the daughter probably killed went down those steps. Yeah. So he like launches himself, just yeets out the window, um, <laughs> and but yeah, I, and then mom comes, hugs her, done. That's also, I, I love at the end of the movie, they're moving house. They're getting the fuck out of there. I'm like, smart. Smart compared to other horror so movies. So many horror like, movies. I'm just going yeah. to stay here. Why? Yeah, exactly. And I like the fact that, and again, it's grim as fuck. Father Karras is dying and his hands are twitching in his final moments of life. Mm-hmm. And the priest goes up and gives him the last rites to try and like save his soul. Just little things like that. Fantastic. You get the, uh, obviously the copper and that at the end. And, you know, it, it's it's almost the end. It's It, it doesn't feel comfortable at all in any stretch of this movie. And I like that even the end is a little uncomfortable. Like even them going or away. Too long? No, not at all. It's oh. it's only just a shade over two hours. The new Fast and the Furious movie goes for fucking two hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but hang on, and hang it on. doesn't even end. But hang on, hang on. That's not necessarily saying that the new Fast and Furious movie isn't too long as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's also true. Too shaley. Anyway, I will say it's a little open ending, like ended like as in what's next for the girl. You don't really know what's what or what's happening where. So I just feel that it ends in so many. And one of the, one of the things I really love about horror movies is sometimes they do a really good like open ending or a really good bleak ending. And I, I feel like this I is kind of I am wondering though if she does remember a bit because she does give that kiss and hug to the priest a little bit longer than I feel like normal. So to, like, was that like a little indicator of? Like, well, you need to watch The Exorcist Two, which has all, re- it's, yeah, it's it's so bad. It is do not watch Exorcist Two. It is awful, um, and not in a good way. Like there's there's awful stuff in this movie, but it's not like anyway. Um, okay, this is uh, that wraps up our, our five categories. Um, let's go into <laughs> three notable quotes. Oh, can we have a um, like a language warning Look, here? Just say the first letter if you want. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, oh, they're so bad. Um, the, uh, stick, your co- <laughs> stick your cock up your ass, you cocksucker. <laughs> I like that's the first one you had. Yeah. Because I got one of the most iconic ones of your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> yep, I also have that one. <laughs> your mother sucks cocks in hell, Karis, you faithless slime. <laughs> like, keep, just- keep your fingers away, you goddamn 
<laughs> C word. Yeah. That is the one word we said when we started this pod that we would never say on the <laughs> C bomb. What, what, yeah. what do you What do you got, Lee? You know, none of my lines are swearing in it. Oh, <laughs> good for you, well, Lee. <laughs> all of mine at least have like some word, like C word in it. I've got two written down. The, the "You're gonna die up here" is a very. Uh, oh yeah, "You're gonna die up here" is a very, very well delivered line. Oh, is that when she walks down and pees herself? Yeah. Yeah. So she says yeah. that, and then she pees herself. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very well delivered line, uh, and it's, it is really eerie and really mm. creepy. Yeah. She, she acts really good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Again, I don't believe she's twelve. When yeah. she says she's um, twelve, I don't believe it. And when she actually, uh, when she actually says, not it says, when she says your mother is in here, that's creepy as well. Mm. Right? Yeah. But those two, they're the standout ones for me as far as lines are concerned. My- I I had the why do you do this to me, Dimmy? Uh, when oh, when, yeah. when she's saying it as the as the mum, like not when the mum says it earlier on in the movie, when she says it as the, as the demon. Um, I also have. Um, when the the de- the demon's uh, name's Pazuzu, by the way. Really? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's what they see—the flash up over the face. But when um, mm. the demon's like, "I'm not, I'm not Reagan," and he says, "Oh, well, let me let us introduce ourselves. My name's Damien Karras. and he's like, "Well, I'm the devil. Now, kindly undo these straps." Just the, the, the way that it says this is kind mm. of like well spoken, yet so fucking evil. Um, you got any others? No, mine were all the the c word <laughs> <Okay>. ones. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime it's going ham, Josie's yeah. in. Um, yeah. Do you got another one? Oh, you, you did both, didn't you, Lee? He did his two. Uh, the power of Christ compels you is probably the biggest uh, yeah, line in this movie. That's, yep, that's and right. and parodied and overdone in other movies like to death. Um, all right, random and fun facts. I feel like we probably got a million of these. Um, I got nothing, so this is all you two. Um. Okay. Uh. Do you want to start, Lee, or should I? Um. So Linda Blair dated Rick James and Rick Spring Rick Springfield. Oh. She okay. was fifteen when she dated Rick <gasps> Springfield. Rick Springfield. And how old would he be? Older than fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing gigs. Okay. Yep. Solid. Jesse's girl. Jesse's girl. Um, she uh, was apparently on some TV show, or no, she did an. Uh, she was in. She posed in Playboy naked and did an, an article and said that she thought Rick James was sexy. Rick James hit her up, and they ended up going out, like being a couple. Okay. That um, motherfucker seized his opportunity. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Rick James. Also, like, this is not her in this. This is her like, you know, a decade after this. Like, this, okay. is, this is in the early 80s and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, we sort of prefaced it by saying that she was 15 when she smashed uh, Rick Springfield, but that's only Rick Springfield though. Um, Linda yeah. Blair was supposed to be Vasquez and Aliens, but dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. Holy shit, that's mm. wild. That's a big one. Um, she was, uh, Linda Blair was actually nominated for Best Supporting Actor mm. in a movie, and this was actually controversial. She didn't get it, but afterwards there was a conflict about it because the Academy didn't know that she didn't do the voice for the movie. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been eligible. Yeah, for this. Oh, yeah. well, lucky she didn't win that. Well, right? and this leads me to my next point. The actress who did do the voice is named Mercedes McCambridge, and she provided the voice of the demon. This woman, my friends, uh, insisted on swallowing raw eggs and chain smoking constantly to alter her voice. Okay, Ew. she had previous problems with alcohol abuse in the past, but she wanted to drink whiskey because she knew that the alcohol would distort her vocal cords even more. And to create the crazed state of her character, uh, she also gave up her sobriety and insisted that there be a priest present whilst doing this movie. And William Friedkin, who's a bit of a nut, and I'll touch on him soon, he uh, bound her to a chair with torn sheets around her arms, wrists, and legs so that she was struggling whilst doing it to give off the right effect of this. Jesus. Yeah. That's pretty hectic. Yeah, just a little bit. 
And um, uh, yeah, the, she put method it through acting this, at its finest. Yeah, right and there. like even the idea of what she went through at the, like the time, she she pushed herself to these limits. But it frightens her to think back of it now to this day. Uh, Linda Blair was supposed to be a taxi driver. Yeah. Oh, should be the Jodie Foster. But part. It went to Jodie Foster instead. Yeah, okay. Um, it's the highest grossing Warner Bros. Movie, Warner Brothers movie of all time. Um, and high, sorry, highest grossing grossing Warner Brothers movie of all time when adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Uh, and the highest mm. rated R movie of all time. Ah. That does not surprise me at all. The uh, uh, shot of the demon's face that that goes over the top of um of Reagan's in that scene that you do was one of the original looks of her makeup. What it was going to look like when she was possessed. They didn't use it, but they used it in that way. There you go. So that self-happy scene she did with the crucifix? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. was, that was supposed to be 10 minutes long. Oh, thank God. Brutal. So happy um, so that it got cut. William Friedkin's pretty rough and pretty full on. Um, when uh, Reagan first vomits on uh, Jason Miller, Father Karras. So disgusting. Yeah, so originally it was meant to hit him in the chest. And uh, Freakin arranged it to hit him in the face. So his reaction and like disgust to getting hit, it was like pea soup sort of stuff. Mm. Is uh, It's all legit because he was not expecting yeah, to react get that puked way in too. his face. Uh, also, um, before one of the takes, he slapped him across the face to get like a reaction out of him. And afterwards, he, um, uh, Jason Miller went to Freakin and said- This doesn't sound like a said, fun time to feel. He, he said, you know, you, you don't ever do that again. I don't need that kind of inspiration. I'm, I'm quite good at what I do and, you know- yeah, D- just don't. Uh. Um, Ellen Burstyn also got legit hurt in and sustained a spinal injury in the scene. You know where the the drawers move and she gets thrown into the wall and stuff oh, like yeah, that. That's Permanent yeah. injury. Yeah, le- legit got got oh, got hurt. Is. Yeah, uh, so it was kind of a bit of a cruel set in many ways. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't um, sound like a fun time. This is I found this. Freakin's really, a great director though. I found oh. this really interesting actually. <laughs> William Blatty, obviously the author of the book, um, was uh, was on the ground show Mark's TV show and he won ten grand. Right. Mm-hmm. Just yep, whatever. Uh, when asked what he was going to do with the money, he said he was going to he was going to take some time off and write a book, and that's what the book. This is what the came of the oh, book. Oh wow! Yeah. Then again, ten grand back then is stacks. massive. Yeah. Stacks. Fuck Huge. that! I'd take ten grand now. Yeah. You got ten grand? Oh, no, it. but I'd love it. Think, think about all the cigarettes and beer you can buy for that. I don't want either of them. Uh, I, reckon, I reckon this one's going to get you good, Lee. Max von Sydow in this movie. Mm. 44 years yeah, old. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it took his makeup like four hours to do. Yeah, it. they put a shitload yeah, of makeup. Yeah. The old, the old priest was 44. What? Yeah. It's weird though because you take a look at him now. That's actually what he looks yeah, like. He actually looks like that when he, he oh, passed so away. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like Doc in um, Back to the Future. Except not because you, we actually did the comparison, and Doc looks five years older when he actually goes back <laughs> to the future. Yeah. Fair. So like he, like you see him in his later years. That's what he like. He kind of looks like that age, like in his later years. Crazy. But 44 years old. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Like, yeah. Um, uh, I guess what else have we got? Uh, nominated for 10 Oscars. Really? Did yeah. it win any? 10. It won two. two. Oh. So it won for best sound and best writing, but it was also nominated for best picture, best actress, best supporting actor for Jason Miller, Father Karras, and of course, Linda Blair, uh, Ellen Burstyn, of course, was nominated for best actress. I was also nominated for best director as well, but yeah, only sound and writing. So I won two Oscars, nominated for 10. That's a big deal. Hmm. Big deal. Yeah. You, need, you need to watch Requiem for a Dream. It's so cooked. Um, <laughs> it's really good, though. Yeah, maybe. It's Jared Leto. Oh, I do like Jared Leto okay. as an uh, actor. Uh, Damon Wayans. Slash it's not Damon Wayans, it's Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, sorry. Oh, I do like Marlon Wayans. Too. Shooter McGavin. Oh. Yeah, I forgot Shooter McGavin's in it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. What's I mean, his real name? 
Uh, yeah. Uh, shoot him again. <laughs> uh, anyway, target demographic or, or suggestions? Um, Adams. <laughs> Adams are the target. I just wrote me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I said you and you said you. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to our scores, gangsters. What did we give the Exorcist out of five when we tallied up all our scores? All right, Adam, you can go last. I gave it a one and a half. Oh, you... I gave it a two. I gave it a four. Ooh. So four, two is six, seven and a half out of 10. No, out of 15. <laughs> Fuck. That's not good. Sorry. Sorry. What, what was it? It was four from me. Yep. One and a half from you yep. and two from Josie. Yep. So what does that work out to be? Seven and a half. Out of what? 15. So what's the math? That was the math. Yeah. So what's the percentage? 75%. Wow. No? No. No. Lee, don't do this to me, dickhead. What is it? It's 50%. It's 50%. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. So that's uh, 81%. So we've we've shot it the fuck down low. But was expected because you was, guys are yeah, not the We're uh, not the, we're the, not the right, right people to Correct. watch it. All right. Well, anyway, thank you very much for uh, joining me on this ride, you two. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, broadening your horizons a little bit. I have different horror movies to try for you next. Don't worry I about that. I look forward to it. It will be a long time. We're not going to do too many of them just to not make Lee be a salty bitch. Oh, no. I'm going to wait. I'm going to make sure that Adam enjoys all the uh, Hallmark videos that we're going to take him through. Yeah, look, it's, you, you'll, you'll get as much as you give, motherfucker. Christmas is slowly approaching. Oh, God, I hate Christmas. Uh, anyway, <laughs> demon possession, fine. Santa Claus, get out. Get out. Uh, anyway, let us know what you think, not only about the exorcist, but us talking about it. Hit us up on the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, we're on Instagram at 2GagPod. There's two A's in that. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think about all this. It was a very interesting time here, my friends. And I'd like to thank you both. And of course, thank everyone for listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, people. We, we, we Yay, went through horror. something. Uh but until next time, uh, this has been Two Guys, A Girl, and A Movie podcast, and a very different one at that. But uh, as always, I'm Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Salty Bitch. You sure are. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next time. See you later. Bye.